0: I grew up my whole life not having a relationship with God, though. I just grew up knowing that there's a religion.
1: And you recently converted to Christian. How has that changed for you and why did you d- decide to make that change?
0: Not Corey coming with a <laughs> heavy hitter, <laughs> not even easing his way in, it was just like, boom.
1: Meet Case, public speaker and therapist. On this episode of Black Is the Rich, we talk about why she changed from a religion she grew up on. We talk about traumas and how they directly influence who we are today. Take a second and think about your traumas, because they could be blocking your blessings.
0: Intergenerational trauma, simplest formed, is just hurt passed on. What your parents went through, that you're probably going to mimic it. That looks like behaviors that have just kind of been continuously passed on, abuse. It's just a cycle. <laughs> this might get me in trouble. <laughs> but um, it doesn't matter the credentials and it doesn't matter how well this therapist can, you know, articulate all these different modalities Traverse? and stuff like that. At the end of the day, uh, you still need a human connection. Yeah. If you're not vibing with your therapist, find another therapist. A lot of people are going to social media for to therapy. look at for therapy, and I'm just like, cool, cool, <laughs> I get it. But y'all,
1: what are the initial conversations that you would suggest having with their loved ones about converting?
0: All right. Well, I gotta be transparent. Hey everyone, how's it going? Hope you're blessed. Uh, my name is Casey. I also go by Showcase online. And um, I met this amazing human being, Corey, a couple of weeks ago and great conversations. And so we are here and we're going to get into
2: some deep, a lot deep, of things. deep, deep things.
1: I know that you come from a family of a Hindu background mm-hmm. and you recently converted to Christian, right? Mm-hmm. How was that change for you, and why did you d- decide to make that change?
0: Not Corey coming with a heavy hitter. <laughs> Not even easing his way in. It was just like boom. Um, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, I grew up in a in a family uh, who was practicing Hinduism, and they still are. Uh, two years ago, in 2021, I was at a point in my life where. I thought everything was kind of like moving and I did a lot of things in terms of just like goal oriented, like career, lifestyle, stuff like that, working towards healing myself. I already started this um, online platform called Showcase, uh, which really came about in 2017 as I was going through my own issues with mental health um, and a lot of trauma that I was experiencing. Uh, but in 2021, it, it got to a point where I was just kind of like something was missing and I didn't really know what it was. And then yeah, June in 2021 is when I met my, my well, she's my girl now, but um, I went to high school with her mm-hmm. and I bumped into her after like years. Um, like I'm talking about y'all <laughs> talking about like after 10 <laughs> you You're like, you know, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to age myself, but um, a long time. And then when I when I saw her, I just really felt her spirit, and I just felt really inclined to go say hi, and I did. And we exchanged numbers, kind of like we used to play volleyball together in high school. Picked it off where it was. And she is she's a Christian. And um, one day she sends me a link to her church, and. It's crazy because now she's like, girl, I don't know what I was thinking because I knew you were Hindu. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Why am I sending this girl a, a link to my church? But she sent it to me. And, and God's so amazing like that because when God chooses you, um, if, if you are ready to answer the calling, it's go time. And for me in 2021, that's what happened. Jeez. And so I ended up going to church. Wow. off of a link that was sent from a friend that I haven't seen in 12, wow. 14 years.
1: And it's never been the same since.
0: Never been the same since. So
1: here's the thing. Obviously, in my opinion, I believe sometimes we're biased to our religion because the way we grew up, it's a family tradition. It's the what our family does. So a lot of people um, honor their religion because of how they grew up. Obviously, you chose to do, uh, you start with one thing and then end up another thing. How tough was that decision and your family
0: Yeah, I don't think it's not past tense. It how how tough, tough is was it? Or- it is. It is because I I'm still going through it. It's it's I actually spoke about it this morning because um what's going to happen when you choose Christ is God's going to bring you into a season of separation. And that means you're going to you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose Things you're gonna lose interest. You're gonna, he's gonna put you in a season of preparation where if there's a, a calling on you, every, like all of us are anointed, and there's a calling on our lives,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it is up to us to be able to be obedient in that, and in the obedience, God is gonna tell you what to do, and you gotta listen. So I'm talking. We were just talking about it earlier, like in terms of secular music. Yeah. I don't listen to secular music anymore. I don't listen. I don't. I don't watch. TV shows and movies. Um, honestly, I don't really watch TV anymore. Um, I don't hang out with the same friends anymore, and I still love them. I really do. And I grieved a lot last year because, it, like, I was losing everything. And so then you ask yourself, like, I don't understand. Like, I said yes to Christ, but why is it getting so hard? But if you ask a Christian, they're all going to have a similar answer. It does get harder. It doesn't get easier. But through the suffering is what builds your faith. If there's no suffering, then we wouldn't need God.
3: Fear yeah. facts.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if there's no suffering, we wouldn't need God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But God goes, makes us go through hardships and suffering, and I'm talking about different levels of it. Whether it's mental health, whether it's like illnesses. You know, um, I remember in 2017 when I said I was really having a hard time. My sister was diagnosed with cancer in 2017. Oh geez, sorry to hear. Yeah, and but you know God is so good. Um, she's in remission now, but in 2017 she almost lost her life because she had a very um, rare form of cancer. Um, and unfortunately, we, we lost our nephew during that time. She was pregnant. So, um, and at that time, I was really angry with God and I didn't have a relationship with God. This is 2017.
1: 17. Before you converted? Yes.
0: Mm. Right. Because I found Christ in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I got baptized in 2022. Mm. Okay. I've never said this on, out loud. <laughs> so, this is exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> um, but, I'm, but this also shows you where I'm at right now because I'm not, I don't want to hide my faith. I don't want to be ashamed that I believe in Jesus Christ because he's the only one that actually showed me real love. And I think that's the thing. I think we go through life and we go through a lot of these experiences, like earthly experiences, but God, like who created us though? God. And a lot of people, and I used to do this, you know, like I'm like, the universe, the universe. God created the universe. Exactly. So whatever we're talking about, we're talking about God, but which God, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And in Hinduism, there's multiple gods. Multiple, I remember growing up and my mother and most Hindu families in their household will have a room. And in that room, there's all these statues and all these pictures Mm -hmm. with all these gods. And it's like, if you're sick, you pray to a specific God. If you wanna do well on your math exam, you pray to a specific God. If you wanna get married, you pray to a specific God. There's different, different gods you pray to. Um, I grew up my whole life not having a relationship with God though. I just grew up knowing that there's a religion. And my mom is very religious.
1: So growing up, sorry to cut you off. Did you believe in the religion that you were brought up in or did you you always feel off?
0: Off, Mm. off. Yeah, because I was like, this don't make no sense. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make sense because a lot of the traditions and cultures, and honestly, I want to say this, I hope people do not get offended with what I say, but I hope you can also give me grace. Um, This is my experience. So, I'm only sharing off of my experience. If you're someone that's listening to me and you're of the Hindu faith, this is in no means disres- trying to be disrespectful. This is just my experience and what I go through, and everyone isn't, you know, is, their own, Right.
1: Their own experience. Right. So,
0: just give people grace. Give people grace. And I'm giving people grace too. I have to learn that every day because I can't be looking at my old lifestyle and looking at my friends and stuff like that and then feel a type of way because at the end of the day, I still have to pray for them. Fair. Because I was that. Mm -hmm. I was listening to secular music. I Mm -hmm. was being in, you know, partying and I was like, um, drinking and I was doing all these things that wasn't really serving me. And I was, uh, in a mindset where it it didn't really include God. I Mm -hmm. never gave thanks to God. You know what I'm saying? So, um, with Hinduism is I just, I just understood that it was this religion and then there's just these things. You didn't
1: understand the essence of it for you. It didn't resonate with
0: you. Yeah. Because God never spoke to me. God never spoke to me in the time that I was a Hindu. Mm -hmm. I never felt the desire to want to see God. Why is that? That's, but that's part of my testimony. Exactly, exactly. That's my testimony, you know what I'm saying? So when I would go to the temples and my mom would take me around the temple, you'd kind of go around to all the statues and you kind of like, and there's ways, but like, you know, like touch the statues three times and bring it to your eyes. There's so many different, different things, but I would do that and I'm just like, I don't really understand why we're doing this. (laughs)
1: Like, you know
0: what I mean? And then we have priests, but they speak in Sanskrit.
1: What does that mean sorry I,
0: which is a very old language that's used um, we don't understand that so then I also have to sit there and then they do a lot of rituals in front of the statues I never understood what was being said mm,
1: so, so
0: how would I build a relationship with the God connections if there's no communication missing. yeah Corey how are you and I are supposed to build a relationship together if we <laughs> can't communicate
1: yeah you feel it, me it almost seems like from the outside looking in uh, obviously this is no shade to anyone. It seems like it's um, not a forced tradition, but it's like a learned tradition, like where it's like not felt. Like right. I feel believe um, I believe religion is supposed to be felt. And I feel like if you can't understand something, then you can't feel it. Yeah. So you it's can't. just it's like you're practicing right. a tradition almost. Right. You're just practicing a set of rules. Yeah. Not under, not knowing why you it's you're just doing passed it. down. Yeah, it's just passed down.
0: I'll ask my parents certain things because um, Hindus also um, fast a lot for various things. But then I'll ask them. My mom's like, okay, you know, we should do them. I'm like, but why? Why are we doing-? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, our parents, you know, they come from a different generation, but they too don't have all the answers to these things. And I was like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm, in my profession, I'm, I'm a mental health therapist, so I'm constantly <laughs> analyzing and assessing and all that stuff. And I'm like, doesn't make sense though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And so that was kind of my thing. So when I met Christ and I went into the church, shout out to my pastor, Pastor Andrew, um, Pastor Chantel. Uh, they literally changed my life because I, I I found leadership in a ministry that was able to communicate what how you, I can get closer to God.
1: And that's what you needed all this time. Absolutely. So for the people that may be thinking about converting and obviously it must come with a lot of mental pressures, like, you know, to explain it to your family or your loved ones, what are the initial conversations that you would suggest having with, their loved one's about converting.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I got to be transparent. Yeah. Y'all, my family don't know.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> to this day. No. No.
0: No, my sister does.
1: Okay. How does she feel?
0: Um. Okay. I want to honor my sister's story, so I won't share what she should be sharing on her own. Fair. But... Um, when I went into the church in 2021 and then in June of 2022, I felt a strong, um, presence of God. And at that moment I was like, I need to get baptized. Wow. Like I felt it. Um, it also happened at a time in my church where we do, um, this thing called five over seven. So people are selected to come and share their testimony. Five indiv- individuals that day shared their testimony. It literally just hands down, moved me mm-hmm. so much, because I'm just like, so this is what Jesus does. This mm-hmm. is what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. And I want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really hungry. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to do everything in my power to to really be, you know, obey and like, really fall in line with what it is he wants for me. And so that's when I decided to get baptized. So when I decided that the conversation around like, Okay, so am I telling my parents and my family but like you know I'm a grown woman you know yeah. so it's not like <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to get permission from no one. Fair fair but um, but also it's like dang, like I would love to share that but unfortunately I wasn't in a position where I could share that with my family because um, their heart posture wasn't ready to receive it and yeah. is their heart posture ready right now? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I went into a lot of, I just I just decided to become who I needed to become. And, you know, in scripture, God says, you know, one of the main things is to share the gospel, but also to know who to share it to and when to share it to. So the focus, and sometimes, you know, I was really angry at times. Cause I was like, you guys don't understand, like stop saying that. And you know, my friends would make comments about like, okay, she got to go to church now, like stuff like that. And at first I let it slide, but later I was like, yo, that's straight disrespectful. Don't do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then I started getting angry and I started getting really upset, but then really God really put it in my heart. You know, he's like, you need to see, you need to, you need to forgive, you know, you need to forgive people and you need to give people grace Fair. because I got grace from God. God forgave me because we're all sinners. So wh- who, who am I? To go and judge someone else because they haven't found God yet. That's yeah. not my that's not my thing to say. So with that, I just learned how to forgive people in my life and I learned how to give grace to my family and grace to, you know, just in their speech and their nature of what they do. But I did end up having a conversation with my sister and she was like, and it's yo, it's yo. <laughs> it's so it's so wild. I'm I'm telling y'all, if you if it depending on where you are with, you know, with your relationship with God, with Christ, um, but I urge individuals, like if, if you're sitting and, and you're you're wondering and you're pondering and you're like, yo, like something's missing, like honestly try talking to God. Like just try, just try, because he will show you. Like as soon as we seek him, he'll show up and he'll give you signs and it comes in different, different forms. And I remember when I was I was ready to get baptized, my heart was really heavy because I'm like, dang, I'm not gonna have family to witness it. A week before my baptism, I kid you not, I was on the phone with my sister. And I don't know what it was, but it was like God knew that I had to have this conversation. I was on the phone with my sister and then she's like, how you doing? Like, you know, like I'm noticing she older or younger? she's older than me. Mm-hmm. So she's the same sister that went through cancer mm-hmm. um, and that survived. And um, I remember she's six. She, well, she's four years older than me. I remember when she was going through that, she told me about Christ because she was going to the church then.
1: Oh, she converted.
0: Let me tell you, the story is going to oh. come right back around. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And she was going to church and stuff. And at that time, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, my sister goes to church, like, you know, with her friends and stuff. And at that time, I was, I was, I, I never had any conversations with her. I was not in it to really explore any of that. But because now I am and I'm falling in love with God, I'm like, I have a question. I'm like, all that time you went to church, you never got baptized? Mm. And it was a video call.
1: Jeez. And
0: she's like, you know the eye shifting. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh my God. And again, that I'm sharing this now. Honestly, y'all, I'm putting this on this episode. Hoping that my family's not gonna listen to it. Or even my sister's gonna listen to it because she hasn't shared that. Wow. So when she said that to me, I actually broke down and started getting really emotional because I'm like, for could sure. you have imagined what she was going through for all these years that she didn't couldn't tell anyone? And so she went through that, and then when I'm like, oh my gosh, and then I apologize, I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, it's okay, it's no. And you know, and like the thing is, I hope she comes back to Christ because she ended up getting married and she's married to my brother-in-law who doesn't necessarily follow. Fair. Um, that faith Mm -hmm. and and you know she started family and all that stuff so she kind of went in a path where she went um and then so I told her and then I'm just like I'm getting baptized she's like what I'm like I'm getting baptized when next week she's like what I'm like yeah I'm like I'd love for you to come she's like yeah I'm gonna come wow So my sister was at my baptism, and I thank God so much because I was crying about it. I was like, oh, my God, no one's going to be at my baptism. But obviously, I have my church family. I I love my—shout out to my church, Serve City, um, but I love my church family. But just knowing, you know, and God's so beautiful like that Mm because he'll do that for you. Mm -hmm. And so what were the chances? I had that conversation a week before my baptism, and my sister, my blood sister, was present, and she was bawling her eyes in the church. Wow. Because for her to witness something like that. Wow. Um, but, but I think that's the thing. Like, people will see the presence of Jesus in your life. For sure. We don't have, I don't have to do anything. It's just how I, it's people how you carry will look yourself. at how she carries, you know, like, they'll look at me like, yo, Case moves different. Like, yo, she's glowing. And she's like this. And she's speaking. And da, da, da. your spirit will, f- will naturally move into spaces.
1: Wow. So that kind of leads to, like, my next segue because I want to talk, you're a mental health therapist. And I want to talk about, first, I want to talk about what do you see mostly what's going on today? Like, what are some of the problems you're seeing today?
0: I think people are just not talking.
1: Do you think it's hard to speak?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard to speak when we don't have direction direction, and we don't have a level of safety to speak. Because we understand we also...
1: Oh. Safety. <laughs> you know, oh, Corey's like, listen uh, now. Yes, uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but that safety thing is such a big thing. Even for us, we have platforms, and I believe this cancel culture thing is really deteriorating our um, just critical thinking, to be yeah. honest. So when when, when, you, when I hear safety, that's what I think about, mm-hmm. is, okay, can I say this right now? Can I not, but I'm feeling this way, yeah. but I'm, I may be scared to say, what I really want to say right and I feel like with society today it's almost you're being penal let's say I say something outlandish and I but I genuinely didn't know any better but I'll be penalized I'll be crucified for that and I don't think that's fair in today's society
0: yeah but I think that's what happened to society with the whole like shift of like social media for sure being the center of everything first of all y'all let me tell you something I know we're on social media and we're posting everything but get off <laughs> Like you need to get off, you need to unplug. Like you really need to do that because social media is an amazing tool to connect human beings, but it, the, that very tool can also be Destroy very destructive.
1: It's a, it's, a, it's a two-edged sword.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is, and so you have to find, and you have to you have to have discernment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to have discernment in what kind of things are you doing online? Like whose pages are you following? Why are you following them? How long are you on social media? You know what I'm saying? Like.
1: It's funny that you say that because I was having a conversation the other day and this person was expressing like, yo, I want to, I want to get off social media. I want to get off Instagram because I follow too many pages and I don't want to feel like unfollowing them all. I said, you know what? I know, I know there's probably a lot of people that have like unfollow guilt or whatever. Right. I said, listen, just put them on mute. So you don't have to see mute them. them. Yeah, just mute, mute them, so you don't have to see it. Because if you're using social media as a tool, then I think you should keep it there, right? Because that can bring you business, which can which can help your family, yeah, right. So that's I just want to say that, like, keep it on mute if you don't want to see. Somebody.
0: There's a lot of layers to this. Like, I think it's it's like a heavy loaded question, <laughs> yes. but like it really is. It's, it's a lot of layers. But when, coming back to the question of like, what do you think the issue is? I just so people are not talking about it, but also. You need to be. You need to understand like who you can speak to, right? Yeah. We can't just go and like say everything that we want to say to every circle that we're in because you might cause your cause more harm to yourself than actually feeling like, well, I'm just going to say it because I have the right to speak and stuff like that. You do. But you also don't want to say it to a group of people that are not gonna be empathetic and compassionate. And, and they may not be in the you. space
1: to take that on.
0: There you go. They might not have the capacity to take that on. Fair. You get what I'm saying? Like if I'm depressed and Corey, I come to you and I'm just like, man, like this is how I'm feeling. And and you're listening to me, but you're in a space where you're just like, nah, well, I'm navigating my life well, you're not really understanding like what it is that I'm going through. Not that you don't want to understand or help me, but you just might not have the capacity to. Fair. And this is why, you know, I I, I got into this field because I, I've seen a lot of you know just personal experiences of gang gang violence um, grief uh, discrimination like the list goes on but um, also like I'm a woman I'm a racialized woman I come from you know um, another country and um, just seeing how like whiteness and white supremacy impacts our especially our our black and brown and indigenous bodies you know what I'm saying and and just really committing to doing the work in that. I've worked in a lot of different systems, like child protection services, doing abuse, abuse investigations, uh, school board, and a lot of community stuff. Like I've done a lot of that. Now I'm, I have a private practice where I'm actually get to work with individuals one to one to be like, what's going on? But also representation. So that people matters. are, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like people. People want to people want to see a therapist that looks like them, mm-hmm. that understands culturally what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's the thing. I think the problem is, unfortunately, the resources are not easily available and it, it's expensive, you know, in terms of accessibility. Um, however, it's still your responsibility to heal from the trauma. I agree. You I know agree. What I'm saying?
1: Like, especially when you're an adult. It's, it's yeah,
0: absolutely. Time.
1: Because if you don't, we're just gonna keep passing this thing on. And that even goes to my next thing. I want to talk about intergenerational trauma. Mm -hmm. And for the people that don't know what it is, can you explain, please?
0: Intergenerational trauma, simplest formed, is just um, hurt passed on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I, kind of what does that look like? That looks like that looks like um, your upbringing. That looks like you know what your parents went through. That you're probably going to mimic it. That looks like um, just behaviors that have just kind of been continuously passed on. Abuse. It's just a cycle that keeps repeating itself and until you realize that it actually exists and that's another thing too i think like sometimes we're we're in denial
1: of like, intergenerational yeah yeah like i'm not nah,
0: nah, i'm good i'm good i'm good no nah, my family not nah, nah. like mm. that, that doesn't happen it does it mm. does happen it does you have to name it you have to be able to recognize it and then name it and then figure out okay so what, what do i do with this right this is why going to therapy is beneficial this is why you should go seek a therapist and i just posted i just posted something yesterday on my story around um a lot of people going to social media for to therapy. look at for therapy and i'm just like cool cool <laughs> i get it but y'all <laughs> that ain't therapy yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that ain't therapy you have to go meet a therapist um and i and i hear like oh but you know what I, I, my therapist is whack like these therapists are right yeah, but sometimes doctors are about whack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes lawyers run a really bad case. And there's bad apples in every profession. Yeah. But you got to do the work. So if a therapist, this is why therapists have fifteen minute consultations or time yeah. where you can ask you gotta questions. Pick, yeah, you got
1: to pick one that's ask for you. Ask questions, right? Yeah. Like
0: if you're not. And another thing too, I do not care. <laughs> this might get me in trouble, <laughs> but um, it doesn't matter the credentials, and it doesn't matter how well this therapist can you know articulate all these different modalities Terms. and stuff like that. At the end of the day, uh, you still need a human connection. Yeah. If you're not vibing with your therapist, find another therapist. Fair. Vibe, you gotta vibe. All my clients, I make sure that they vibe with me yeah. and that they feel safe with me and that there's kind of that you know mutual respect there because if not, don't come back to me. And I'm okay losing my coins for that because mm-hmm. we want you to get better. So I think that's the thing. So do not get discouraged if you ended up going into therapy. And a lot of people go to therapy at a younger age and have really bad experiences.
1: I did. And then like would not go into
0: therapy at adulthood. I haven't adulthood. been since. There you go.
1: Mm, I never really thought about that for right now.
0: But I'm let me ask there. you a question. Yeah, go ahead. If you go into, mm, I don't know, if you go into Walmart yeah. and you're, you're going to buy a lawnmower. Okay. And then you're like, okay, I got to cut this grass. And then, you, you know, you take out the lawnmower and you're like, yo, this lawnmower is whack. Like it doesn't even cut. Are you just not going to cut your grass?
1: Oh, no. I would get, go get another one. Yeah. I'll go get another you're one. You're going to go I'm back? will figure it out.
0: And you're going to be like, well, this one didn't have that. So now let me look at the other brands Fair. that actually can cut my grass. And you're going to go purchase that. Because mm-hmm. why? Your grass needs to get cut, no? hundred percent. So this was just kind of like, but it's true, <laughs> oh, it's no? True, it's true. It's true. It's true. You're not just going to be like, oh, it didn't work. All right. My bad. No. Yeah. Now let me jump this back to church. And I, I don't know why I want to go yeah. to church <laughs> no, go ahead. hurt. But, but the same thing, right? Just some of you that are, some of us that are Christians that experience church hurt are like, no, nah, I'm not about it. I'm, I'm good. Oh, my God, Christians are preaching, like, you know, individual, da 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 but, like, they be the same people that are doing all this. Yeah, but, y'all, that's not God, though.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that's a human that's, flaw. That's, that's humans.
0: That's mm-hmm. people. That's, mm-hmm. that's infrastructure. That's that ministry.
2: Yeah.
0: So, hold on. Let me get this straight. So, if I go to church and then the pastor says something that's super offensive and doesn't go biblically and doesn't align with scripture, that's it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's no God?
1: And also, too, like... One thing I do say, even though I do have my reservations with Christianity in, in some way, but um, I do think because it's so popular, if any other religion was as popular, they would have the same kind of issues, to be honest, because I feel like it's just gone through so many hands and it's so worldwide that it's so easy to misconstrue certain things. Absolutely,
0: what's the most hated religion? I don't know. Christianity. Think?
1: It's cute. I, we, we were talking about this and I personally think it's Islam be honest especially in north america
0: but and then i took that viewpoint that you gave me yeah and i was like yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. all relative right mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing i think as human beings we focus we're focusing on things that don't that's not what should we, we should yeah. be focusing we're th-
1: on. we're focused on human things
0: you get what i'm saying yeah. like and and that's not it mm-hmm. like for me personally as soon as i open the bible
1: you feel that even. bro
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all the bible literally that was written about 2,000 years ago. The Bible literally has everything in it. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about everything, anything mm-hmm. and everything that you're going to. I promise you there will be a book in the Bible that speaks on it. Mm-hmm. I was reading um, Jonah yesterday. Slap me. <laughs> I got boxed. Yeah. Like my friends would use this term, but I got boxed because yeah. I was literally reading that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh,
1: relatable,
0: super relatable. Scripture is just right there, you know what I'm saying and I'm just like and that's the thing I'm, and, and, and I feel like human beings are so caught up with everything that we construct like create and everything that, how we want to do it. but it's like we're st- we, we still operate in the flesh, eh
1: exactly so there's always going to be human error and human flaw. It's not godly. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's why we repent. That's why we have to be mindful of like how we sin and we're constantly learning. Mm-hmm. But 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 you have to go back to the direct source, which is the Bible, Fair. which is your relationship with God. So and I'm I'm saying this to say that like there is a call, like I know there's a calling on my life. I can feel it. And I've I've taken the call. So at this point in my life, I'm not going back. Fair. I'm not going back because I'm choosing. To do god's work Mm -hmm. and i feel like i was doing god's work all this time being Mm -hmm. in the field that i'm in yeah i every day i sit and i listen to people who are going through something and i try my best to come with you know problem solve Mm -hmm. right now
1: you just have a new battery in your back
0: now i'm just like oh my gosh now i have like faith oh yeah like faith
1: yeah along with your skill too faith
0: You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it just makes more sense now. Sure. Now I feel more purposeful sure. in doing what it is that I need to do.
1: Sure.
0: Um, and Second Corinthians 5, 7, it states, we walk by faith, not by sight. Before I could even learn, how, before, guy, before <laughs> I even picked up scripture, I I'm, the Bible, I found this scripture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually my screensaver. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's a really important screensaver for me. Yeah. Because at the time, my sister always was almost losing her life. At that time, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. She was about to lose her child. Uh, I was losing my job. I lost my relationship. I was very, like, like, depression was hidden. But the scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. Everything that I could see at that time was darkness. Fair. But faith, you have to operate in faith.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's what God wants us to do. God will take you through so many things. And I'm feeling very led to say this message right now. But if you are in a a period of time where you're feeling like the darkness is so much, you have to understand that God is only going to take you through that darkness to bring you to light. But you have to operate in faith. If you don't operate in faith, he won't be able to meet you. And it takes a level of discipline, obedience and discernment and wisdom to operate that way. Yeah. And to me, that has been such a huge blessing when I said yes to Christ.
1: Jeez. So then, oh. <laughs> that, that was great. That would be great. now. So like, because we talked about some family things, we talked about, you know, your your journey with faith right now. And for people, like, like especially in, even in my circles that deal with so much family, I don't know, um, I want to be respectful, but, like, just dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? How do you begin to unpack family trauma?
0: It's hard. It's and where do you start? Where do you start? I think you have to start by identifying uh, what's going on with you first. How is... It impacting you. So I'll give an example. But how do you know
1: when it's impacting you?
0: Um, you'll know if it's impacting you if you're finding yourself feeling um, very heavy, finding yourself feeling like, you know, um, just your symptoms, right? Like your mood is low.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're feeling anxious, depressed. You're feeling isolated. You're feeling withdrawal. Like a lot of these symptoms, um, you can, there's physical symptoms as well, just in how you look. Okay. Right. Like mentally, if you're kind of deteriorating or like there's something going on physically, you're going to feel it. Like whether you stop eating, like, you know, your eating habits, your sleeping habits, you know, are you like, are you, are you you nervous? Are you nauseous? Like these are all indicators that something's going on, you know? Mm. So how do you, but then the bigger, you know, how do I deal with family trauma is like, you have to understand, like you can't tackle the whole thing at one time. Yeah, you can't. Mm -hmm. And you can't,
1: I believe you can't change people either. So you got to first change yourself because that's a thing. I wouldn't say a struggle that I dealt with, but a, a struggle that a lot of people uh, that I've heard when they talk about their family, they'd be like, Oh, but mom and dad's just acting like this. and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, "Yo, they're not going to change. Grandparents are not going to change. And I, like, you've got to change yourself in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And here's what I say to that. I, um, because that does come out like often with my clients mm-hmm. and it, you have to understand it's you're in a position where you have been situated to be able to access this level of support, our parents and our grandparents were not. Exactly, okay? exactly, they didn't
1: have the tools.
0: They didn't, so now ask yourself this question. How would they be able to understand what you're trying to process if they don't, they still don't have the tools,
2: exactly. we're,
0: but you're starting to do the work? So if you go to therapy, you'll get your therapist to break this down for you. But essentially what we try to do is we we, we try to help you understand how all of that stuff that happened in your childhood mm-hmm. actually impacts you, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like psychologically, we talk about attachment styles. We talk about just like sense of belonging, sense of self. That's all work that you need to start doing. So Even though there's lots going on and people are behaving the way that they're behaving in your family, you have to understand you still need to commit to doing the work to understand you. And when you do, then you'll be able to start implementing boundaries, right? And navigating with people um, to protect your own mental health and your peace.
1: Is it still possible to heal in a traumatic environment?
0: Um, It's... it's hard. It's hard. There's times where, listen, people got to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm I'm saying this off of uh, being growing up in a culture where it's like, okay, but you can't because, you know, that's your mom. Mm. You can't because that's your sister. Uh, no, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. You can. And I know it's hard. And I know, like, some people might be like, this therapist is going crazy. But it's like no, but at the end of the day like you have to understand something like if you're doing the work to heal and that treatment or that healing process looks like you need to start removing yourself from environment and I'm not saying like sometimes you can just up and leave, right? Mm-hmm. I have clients who are still with family and the very reason why they're in therapy is because of their parents. Mm-hmm. Because of the ongoing harm that's being inflicted on them, but they can't just up and leave cuz yeah. you know for example like Financially, yeah, yeah, exactly. This doesn't make sense. I can't go. Okay, so if that's the case, then work with your therapist around how do you navigate, you know, boundaries, but also coming up with strategies that are going to be effective for you. For example, I'll always talk to my clients about like, okay, so like, do you drive? Do you go for walks? Okay, I'm like, this is what I want you to do: take the time out, take thirty minutes of da da da. Like, you will go through different different steps like that. It's not going to be a perfect solution. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like a one time thing. But it's it's work. It's work. And what I will say is this the more you learn to unpack your trauma and what individuals have caused for you, you still have to do the work in figuring out what you have caused for yourself.
1: And other people?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're still like, there's like, before I became a therapist or like going through, like there are so many parts of me, like a few years ago, I'm just like, oh my (laughs) god, You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it takes a level of just honestly humble yourself.
1: Mm self-awareness
0: you know ego death yeah ego pride mm-hmm. that's gonna single-handedly destroy relationships mm-hmm. and even talking about relation like even like romantic relationships mm-hmm. I'm sensing like a lot of people like single season <laughs> yeah. people can't guys can't trust girls and girls can't trust guys yeah
1: we're at a big disconnect right now
0: well November 19th I have, <laughs> an, event, I have an event coming up for that <laughs> um, which is gonna highlight that mm-hmm. but it's also going to highlight our men. Mm-hmm. Women are asking our men to step up. Women are asking our men to talk. Women are asking our men to to yo sh- like show me your emotion, like talk to me. But are the women creating safe spaces for our men to do that?
1: I think. Can I answer that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to that point, I I do think there's a big disconnect, and I think um, there's a lot being asked for for men these days. And I do think, um, hmm. I do think women. This is a very general. Some, yeah, some. This is gen- very general. And some women. They, <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just not creating safe spaces anymore, and it, we're being very judgmental. We're we're. Ha- I think a lot of some women have very un- ex- like unrealistic expectations for their their guy that they want. And they're taking out on if they don't get that, then they're not shit or they're this, they're that. And uh, I think that's a big problem in today's society, why a lot of people are single and lonely.
0: Absolutely. And y'all, y'all need to stop messing around with these trends online. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, exactly. Stop
0: messing around with that. Like, like I'm being like dead serious. Exactly. Stop messing around with these trends online and also take accountability.
1: Uh, yeah, well, it's hard. For, you know what? People uh, need
0: to take accountability. Like,
1: Here's the thing, I, I said it on a couple podcasts ago, we are talking about toxic relationships, and I said, you know, I feel like accountability, it, it's very hard to take these days, especially when we have this social media craze, and we all think we have way more options than we really do. So who's taking, so how, are, how can you tell someone that has a million options, or let's say a pretty girl has a million options in her DM to take accountability? Why, why would she? There's no need.
0: So I think that question is more so. So for those individuals (laughs) that feel like they have a lot of options, I'm going to ask you to challenge yourself and look at those options.
1: For sure. I agree. What do
0: those options look like? It's so superficial.
1: Yeah. And the grass is not always greener on this side. I'm talking
0: about, man, (laughs) I'm talking about some men. um, By the way, I just wanted to say, um, for my ladies out there, there are really good men, eh? Like, I've been meeting a lot of really good men. <laughs> so if y'all want me to introduce you to them, I can. They're God-fearing men. Um, but you know it's been a minute since I heard that. There's some good men out there. And this is the thing. I I, I think we need to start understanding that we need to start being aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. It's, it's not okay to get together with your girlfriends and start kikiing and 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 putting yeah, our men child down play now, and, and 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 for the men i don't i don't know i'm not like i'm not in those spaces if you're doing that too like we just need to stop doing that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's like what's the point point? Mm-hmm. and in terms of and, and just super, like men looking for women aesthetically a certain type of way because boom we got this whole instagram and like yo
1: the you I call, know i call them pretty demons so like
0: but that's what I'm saying. It's like we're 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 getting attracted to the things that don't even matter, you know. And for the women that are really holding on to this list, like this list, I threw my list out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but this list, and it's just like mm, standards are one thing, but then realizing where you need to be able to differentiate between trying to like achieve like all of this that's on the list, and then and first like, of
1: all, it's even. It's even understanding how you can even complement that list. I don't yeah. think people are really thinking about that. They just they're talking about so much of their wants, but we don't ever, I don't really hear people say, Well, I can give this or I can give that. Right. It's ours. I want want, want I want, want this.
0: But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Y'all want so much from other people, but you don't even want it from yourself.
1: Exactly. 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 I agree.
0: People are searching for love for in the outside media? world. Exactly. In other people in other things and they're not even looking inward to find the love that they can give themselves
1: a hundred percent.
0: So if you know who I am and if you followed my work online, I go through that. Mm. My entire showcase brand online is that. And if you're someone who listens to my podcast, you will understand. And I'm in season four, going into season five. You'll understand that. Because I went through that. Mm -hmm. I went through being in a very toxic relationship a few years ago to losing myself, to experiencing depression, to experiencing loss, and having nowhere else to turn but myself.
1: Here's the thing, though. I I do think uh, losing yourself is very necessary
0: in life. Absolutely.
1: When you're at your lowest points, what was that like aha moment where you're like, you know what, Case, I got to get it together.
0: Um, I think my lowest point was the little girl that had like so much she wanted for herself and that I was letting her down. Mm. Like, and this goes into like inner child work. Yeah. If some of you go to therapy or if you read material or if you're aware of it,
3: <laughs> you're good. You're
0: good. if you're aware of it, um, the inner child work is that mm-hmm. um, you have to really find find it in you. To find the happiness that you once wanted to build and understand that at that point you weren't looking for someone to be added exactly. on to that. You were trying to do that yourself. Yeah. You know? So I think that was it. So I think when I was heartbroken um at the time, I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is not working. This mm-hmm. is not it. And so I had to remind myself of what I was capable of, of what, you know, and at that time I haven't found Christ. But now, you know, God being in my life, is like. It's so crystal clear mm-hmm. what it is that I need to do. And I think that's that would happen. And, you know, everyone sees all this online, right? Like healing and self-love and all that stuff. But remember, you can hear it and you can like be a part, like, but do it. Like do exactly. the work. I agree. The work is hard. I agree. You're not going to like yourself sometimes. I agree. Because when you do the work,
1: you'll find ugly truths about yourself.
0: The fingers you're pointing at other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: are pointing right back at you. 100%. That part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So do that. So don't rush to be in a relationship. Listen, I'm oldie. Like, I mean, I know I don't look it, but, but I'm older now. And am I worried that like, oh, like I'm not married and I don't have kids. and? Da, da. I'm not. Because I, first of all, I found the, the, the really, the only thing that I really needed was Christ. But I found that. But in that, even in that relationship of falling in love with Christ, Christ shows you how to love. He shows you what pure love looks like. Someone used to ask me like, you know, what is love? And we would describe it as such.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Love is relative. People say love is an action word.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But you will not know pure love until you seek God and see how God can love you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's love. And so if you're looking for someone or if you're trying to get to know, see that. Do they have God in their life? You know, d- does, this man, does this man fear God?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Does he understand what it takes to be obedient and to follow God, because if you can do that and if you can commit to that, he's going to know how to love you. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And you don't have to worry about Instagram people. You don't have to worry about likes. You don't have to worry about how you look like. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff because that man will love you because he loves God and God's going to put it in his heart how to love you. Mm -hmm. And that is a beautiful relationship. It's not going to be, nothing's perfect, but even in the times where disagreements happen, both of you are going to come together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what we need to start focusing on. I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, sharing. And even you listening to me, you don't even have to take in everything that I'm saying. You don't.
1: Ultimately, we all have to find it for ourselves in wherever you find your peace. Go
0: to the direct source. There's so many people that are like speakers and this and that and like top podcasters and all that stuff. Cool, man. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But just find it for yourself in how you find it.
1: In these days, right, because you're about two years into your journey, right? Mm -hmm. Two years, almost. Mm -hmm. How, where are you in your healing journey today?
0: Man, healing is not linear, right? Exactly. Um, So I could be up and then I could be five steps back.
1: What does five steps back look like? Five steps back. At this stage.
0: So for me right now, in terms of my healing, I am definitely in a better place um, that I've been in. However... you will be presented with situations that are always going to come back to test you
3: mm-hmm.
0: to see if the healing actually stuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about just simply put like, for example, relationships is a very common topic, Yeah. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause you know, <laughs> we don't want to be alone. We want to cuddle season's coming. But, um, but I think it's really important to understand that, um, you'll always be, you know, put in a situation again, just to see how you're going to move.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, 100%.
0: like it's like, you know, like, are you still entertaining the same kind of men? And it's crazy cause like, oh my God, like I'm always attracting men that are like this particular type. I'm like, and I saw something I read it. I don't remember where I saw it from, but it was like, it's not type. It's a pattern that you're used to. Exactly. And that pattern that you're used to actually gives you comfort,
2: mm-hmm.
0: gives you security, mm-hmm. even if it's in the middle of chaos. So um, if, if, if you're someone who grew up in a lot of violence, Violence is normal to you. So then if you seek a partner that is chaotic and violent and abusive towards you, that's comforting for you. Is it right? No, it's not. But you need to do the work and figure out what's healthy, mm-hmm. right? So I think- so it, Sorry, can I pause yeah, you for a second?
1: If you've built up such a hardwired pattern to liking, the, let's say the abuse or mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. chaotic situations, can you truly like something else? When you're hardwired for years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or is it more of a force to like something else because you know it's wrong to like the other thing?
0: I think, but I think, but but I think, like, you, what's your heart? Choose your heart.
1: True. Yeah. Fair. Choose your heart. Fair.
0: You know what I'm saying. By the way, I just wanted to kind of quickly say, if those of you that are listening to this, and if this is triggering you, or if this is very heavy for you, um, please do what you need to do to kind of like step away or pause the episode, what have you. But. Um, but you got to choose your heart. You know what I'm saying? So if your heart is that, if you have been notorious for hooking up with or being with uh you know in violent situation and toxic relationships, mm-hmm. um you got to choose the hard. And some of us don't want to choose hard. Why? Cuz we want easy. Mm. But for real change to happen, for real healing to happen, you got to choose your heart. And if your heart means like, yo, I really need to stop then do what you need to do. Again, go into therapy, find different circles, right? Mm-hmm. Look at yourself, look at your lifestyle. What are you doing? How are you waking up in the morning?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, how, do you, how are you loving yourself? And, and, and those things, those things. And it's gonna take time. A lot of things, a lot of people, you know, a lot of my clients will wonder like, okay, well, and during consultation, it's like, okay, does therapy work? My question to that is, it's gonna work if you want it to work. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm only a therapist, y'all. I'm not God. <laughs> I don't have a magic wand. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm only a therapist. Yeah. But um, I think it'll work if you want it to work. So if you show up and come to sessions, but the application process is the meat. One hundred percent is the holy grail.
1: One thing I want to run by you because sometimes, like, when I have conversations with people, and let's say you're shedding light on something, but they'll say, "Oh, I know." I feel like that is so detrimental to their growth because they'll say they know, but still do the same thing that you're shedding light on. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say about that?
0: Um, You know, (laughs) we know when you say, you know, you don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Um, And I think that's also probably kind of a defense mechanism or a coping mechanism. Like you you get your walls right up, be like, nah, I know what you're trying to do, Corey. (laughs) You're trying to get me into that space where I really have to do the work. So I'm going to tell you that I know I'm good. And then what? What do we do? We then don't just jump off to. I'm just going to kind of keep it at that. And then and then you start to find distractions. You start to find you know. And a lot of people will go into um, a lot of habits that continue to perpetuate. Habits. Yes right? The behavior. Mm-hmm. There's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a number one selling uh, book. And um, it's a really great book. I read like half of the book. Uh, but in that, he does such a good job of understanding like your habits and what you need to do to break some of those habits. I say this is a good read. Go read it. But you have to like, I, I don't we, we, I don't know what else to say. Then you need to do the work. And this is what the work looks like. The work is not easy. And also coming back to, you know, our expectation of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm going to start doing it. Like, am I healed yet? Or like, can I get away? It's ongoing, though. It's ongoing. And the point is not to completely get to a point where you're just like, I'm not dealing with nothing. Life is not like I that. I was
1: just going to say, I don't think being healed is a destination.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's just a journey. It's a
1: journey. Exactly. It's An ongoing Because every level, let's say every we're time. 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, there's some element of healing that we're going to have to.
0: till you take your last breath, really. Ex- exactly. Because, okay, for example, grief. We lose people all the time. Exactly. Are you, you're not going to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. We lose people all the time. Right? So these kind of things happen all the time. For example, health. I, my sister was healthy. She never smoked. She never drank. She ate healthy. She was a good weight. Um, she never had any prior health condition. And then she got hit with one of the rarest forms of cancer. Wow. And crazy. her life expectancy was almost five years. Jeez. So you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And that's the thing. We do not know. So we can't expect to get to a point. And that's why when people are like healed, you know, I want to heal. And even like it's like people ask me the question, like, are you healed? I say, no, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I can't be healed. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think that's a thing.
0: I don't don't, don't think you can. Maybe
1: from a certain situation or a type of situation.
0: But I don't think life is that. I think life continuously gives you suffering and hardship and things like that. It's part of the human experience
1: because I do feel like... I don't know. I just feel like we're supposed to hurt at times. We're supposed to feel heartbroken. We're supposed to feel um, the loss of somebody in our life. I just think those are all the human experiences. That builds you, though. It's 100%.
0: I am only the person that I am and the way that I speak. A lot of people tell me, like, hey, Case, like, you know, you speak well. Or, like, listen. You wouldn't believe it, but if, if, if you could talk to my mom, she'd be like, this girl used to sit in the corner. Jeez, integrated. And not a single word. It was almost as if I had, like, selective mutism.' <laughs> yeah. Like not a single word. Mm -hmm. I would not speak. You know? So I think it's just you have to understand that if you're going through something and it seems to be getting worse, it could get better. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But you gotta make a move. Fair. You know, you gotta make a move on that. Fair. Fair. And it's really, really important. Like and, and this is why like addressing mental health is important. This is why going to therapy is important. Finding the right people in your life. Stop being around people that don't uplift you, man. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Like just stop.
1: Yeah, I agree. agree. You
0: know what I mean? Like I think those kind of things, like it's it's a lot of reflection and do reflections. Like I I wake up every day, you know, and prayers work.
1: I journal every day to be
0: honest. Journaling is so good. Mm -hmm. People are like, Well, why I gotta journal? (laughs) Well, you're journaling because a lot of the stuff that's in your mind, which is causing you to stress out, causing you to feel depressed right? Put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. Actually look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at what it is that's going on in your mind and just express yourself. Learn to express yourself and just emotion. A lot of us stick with primary emotions, common ones. Like I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm angry, mm-hmm. but there are secondary emotions. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, disappointed, frightened. There's so many different words. Yeah. You have to start exploring different, different, different emotions. And you have to be able to recognize it, name it, and talk, like go through it. And this is the thing, like trauma, like you can't, a lot of us want to go around it. You got to go through it. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the storm.
1: Okay. So we're doing something new on the show. Ooh. And um, when I had a last guest, I asked him to ask a question for the next guest. And he oh. had no clue who it was. So I'm going to read you the question. Okay. I'm gonna, I have to get it. I have to pull it up. It was a good question too. I was like, damn, that's a good question. On.
0: Is this the last one that you posted? With, um, the, with, the, with the guy? No, no, it's not the last okay. one.
1: Yeah, because I've been shooting since. Okay. So it's not him. Okay. Hmm. Ready?
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would you rather have made everything you desired in life and lose it or not have... Made it at all and live a decent existence
0: would you rather have everything
1: you, you desired, desired in, in life, life and lose it or not have made it at all and live a decent existence?
0: That's a really good question right, <laughs> right? I need you to tell me that later who who yeah asked yeah, that question. I, yeah I will I will um. So what I will say is this. I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. I want, so if I had everything that I desired and then I lost it, right? Mm-hmm. That or rather just or live not, a decent life and not really have it. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of life, like teaching and lessons that comes with loss.
1: A hundred percent.
0: You know what I'm saying? And I and I feel like we fear loss. And so when you're operating in fear, Mm. Mm-hmm. Like even that question, a lot of people might choose a second one. Yeah. Because I might operate in fear and be like, you know what, I'm good, fam. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really trying to go through all that loss because it's gonna cause headache. That's gonna I'm gonna be a messed up person. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Just give me the bare. Let me be a basic person. Yeah. And just chill. Um. But what, what I will say is, I am an individual who likes to be challenged and who likes to learn, and I'm always seeking. Um. So yeah. So if I did get everything and lose it, I would hope that that loss would actually help me evolve into a better version of myself.
1: Exactly. Actually, to be honest, that would be my exact answer, because when he asked me, I had to reflect and I'm like, oh, that's a good question, first of all. And I'd rather get it all and lose it all because I'm going to come with so much experience that I can either pass forward and even even teach myself on how to get it back. Right. Give
0: on to others. Exactly. Give on to others. One hundred percent. Your failures, your losses, those times you got knocked down. Mm
1: hmm.
0: You, you're here. Mm hmm listen god will god still has air in your lungs you're here there that that calling is still there you're still here yeah and i think that's the thing if you are fearful of losing then you have to really ask yourself what it is that you're paying attention to exactly you know what i mean i agree why are we so fearful and and here's another thing it's just like i don't know why this came to my head but i'm gonna just say (laughs) it but i don't know if you've ever heard i'm pretty sure this is like a reference like just in terms of like Okay, you know you know your girl's gonna bring him back to God <laughs> but, um, but like you have a teddy bear mm-hmm. and you're holding on to this teddy bear but then God's like give me the teddy bear mm-hmm. but you love this teddy bear you're like no like it gives me comfort and I'm happy with it but God's like no give it back I'm taking from you and you're in fear right what are you fearful of you're fearful that like Life without have, this teddy bear. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not gonna have this teddy bear. Like it's gonna be I'm gonna be lonely. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be so hard. How am I gonna find another teddy bear? But when God takes that teddy bear, what He wants to give you back? So the loss. It was like ten teddy bears. But He's gonna give you a teddy bear that's like ten <laughs> times that size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would never know that because mm-hmm. you were fear to lose. Right? You were fear of the loss. Mm-hmm.
3: Right? Of
1: the
0: loss. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a great example, um, and, and I think that's life. 100%. I think that's life. I think, you know, if you have faith, again, going back to the faith, right? Even in that question, that could be a very and faith-based question.
1: 100%, 100%. If you have
0: faith, right? So you that question, sorry, I get excited.
1: And he's a faithful person, by the way.
0: I'm going to meet you. <laughs> Hi, you don't know me yet, but I'm going to meet you. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. That's a very faith-based question mm-hmm. because those that do not operate in faith We'll would choose. be
1: uh, hanging on to everything that they we'll choose a
0: ladder. Exactly. Those that right.
1: Yeah, I agree. If 100%. you do not
0: operate in faith and you're operating in fear, you're probably going to take the second. But some of us who chose the first operating in a level of faith and belief, mm-hmm. no matter what happens to us, no matter what kind of loss we take, no matter how the suffering comes in, God will turn it around. He is able Everything that he has written in your life, it, it's, he's promised it. 100%. It's finished. It's done. No man, no person, no thing can take that from you. But if God takes it from you, if God puts you through the suffering, then there's a reason why he's doing that. And you have to believe in the fact. You have to put your faith in him. And you have to understand that he will bring. he's not going to forsake you. He will bring you through that. And that's the beautiful thing about Jesus. 100%. About Christ. That's a beautiful thing about our Lord, right? That's what he does. But you have to make that decision though.
1: Yeah. So, I have this I'm doing something new again. Okay. <laughs> and you're I'm the here f- for it. Yeah, yeah, you're the first one to get this one. So, I'm just doing random questions cuz I just okay. I want to see like where your creativity goes. Okay. Right? So, I'm just testing you out. Imagine you have the ability to time travel but you can only visit your own past or your future once. When and where would you go and why?
0: Whoa, is this your question? <laughs> yeah, that's my question. His name is Corey Cash, you can follow him that. <laughs> Come on, Corey, great question, holy. Sorry, I'm like a sexual, so like, anything that stimulates my mind, I'm, I'm game. Um, okay. So if I can go into a moment in the past
1: or future or future, once, when, where, and why.
0: All right. I am going to go, I'm going to go to the past. Okay. Um, because I'm not worried about the future.
1: Fair. And that's faith. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm going to go in the past when and where. Yeah. Okay. I would probably I'll probably go. I think this is going to be my answer, but I'll probably go to when I first met Christ Mm,
1: 2021 Mm
0: -hmm. in September. Um, I'll probably go there. And why would I go there? I would go there to just be able to take in the sites and to take in, the everything that i saw that day um and and just have like an appreciation mm-hmm. for what it is that god was setting me up for
1: mm-hmm.
0: because in it, hindsight you see what's right, happening right in hindsight because when i was there like i operated with a lot of guilt and shame true cuz i was leaving a faith to go into this faith mm-hmm. so i experienced a lot of like imposter syndrome experienced a lot of um yeah like i felt very guilty I was one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. I was in the church. That and makes was, sense though. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was in the church and I was like, oh my God, I haven't even opened up a Bible. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, and it's real, mm-hmm. like it's real, it's real. And so, yeah, if I can go into the past, like I think, cause you know what? Cause I, I don't want to go into the past of the suffering to be like, oh my God, I wish I'd never went through this. Mm-hmm. I had to, I yeah, had to go exactly. through it. So I don't want to take that. But I, what I will do is if I can get an opportunity.
1: It's a moment of appreciation where you're going. Where you're going.
0: Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like when he seeked me, yeah. like he leaves the 99 yeah. to chase after the one.
1: Mm-hmm. Bruh. <laughs> okay. I don't, I
0: don't, I don't think people understand. Like <laughs> that's, bu- That <laughs> that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I don't, I don't think people understand. Like, what that even means until you actually experience it. So yeah, so if I had to go, I go two years back, two years back to when I met Christ, when I was sitting in my church, when I was watching and witnessing everything and I was so confused and so scared and felt so ashamed,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I would go into that. And Fair. I would just learn to appreciate Fair. and just be, you know, and, and, and just to feel, feel like love, like not overthink it. Yeah. And just be like- And just kind of just embrace. Embrace it. Okay, okay. Embrace
1: it. Last question what is the best advice that you've received Oh, and what is the worst advice that you received? And you don't have to say any names <laughs>
0: <laughs> at, okay. Um, the worst advice I'll go with the worst. Okay. The worst advice I've ever received was you can do it by yourself.
1: Mm. I don't think anything in life you could do by yourself. I don't even think that's possible to be honest In anything that you do,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I, and I think sharing something like that, like, nah, you don't need that. Like you can do it on your own. Like, I think it, it's, yeah. Like, I, I think that's the word, like, that's a bad advice because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't like life is not meant to be done alone. Um, and, and, and you need, and again, and even like, and again, when you find, you know your relationship with God, even right? Like, you're not better than God.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who haven't met Him will say, "Oh, it's my hard work. It's my perseverance. Mm-hmm. It's my..." You know what I mean? To say like God doesn't exist, like, like, nah, nah, nah. nah. God moved everything for you, for yeah. you to be able to persevere, for you to be able to get that position, for you to be able to execute that. You know what I mean? It God moves. you know. So I think that would be the worst advice. Like You, you can do it by yourself. Okay. So I think I learned, like, nah, I can't. Because I was like that. I was like very kind I don't like, need anyone. I
1: don't need that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I was
0: just like, yeah, not this. Like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm that. like strong. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and you are, but it's like, nah, you need community.
1: You need connection and community, yeah.
0: you need You know, you need the right people. i no, not trying to say you need to roll deep with 10 people. <laughs> yeah but you still need that one person, that two people, you know what I mean? Um, And then you need God. You can't do life alone. You got to do it with him. So that's that. My best advice, my best advice would be, um, yeah, it's not even honestly, it's scripture. Yeah, no, (laughs) let it go. Let it fly. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you want
1: to elaborate that on a little bit more?
0: And, and that advice is, you have to get to a point where you are so locked in with your belief in what it is that you think you can, that can happen to you. You know what I mean? And that prevents you from operating in like anxiety, depression, stress, fear, worry. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think when you can walk by faith, like what does your faith look like? What do you believe in? What do you believe to be true and start cultivating a mental space for yourself? where you can start exploring what that looks like. You know, even, even if your situation right now doesn't look like it, yeah. it's like, have faith. Because mm-hmm. things can, yo, God, he moves <laughs> fast, huh? Like, he expedites things really quickly. But I think, like, and I'm saying like this, and don't get me wrong, by the way, like, <laughs> there are times where i just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We still, again, we're, 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 Human. we're humans. Mm-hmm. But I think the more and more I'm getting closer to God, is just understanding that there's nothing more powerful than an individual that is driven by their faith.
1: Mm, I agree, I agree.
0: Because then you you can really achieve anything. Fair. And understanding that that faith is the will of God, mm-hmm. not yours,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the will of God. Mm. And what he has said, it, it will come to pass.
1: Fair, Jeez, that's deep. So, first of all, I want to thank you again. Thank you for coming on because you honestly, this podcast has, or this conversation has been super vulnerable for parts of it. And I appreciate that because I do think this conversation can help a lot of people, yeah. especially going through what you uh, are going through. And um, just even the fact of converting, that's powerful. Yeah. Right. And I do think. That's a very hard thing to do. I couldn't imagine myself if I if I grew up in something that was like very strict, or my parents were mm. very strict about it, and then to and I had a level obviously of respect and love for my parents, and then to say, you know what? But there's something greater out there for me. Yeah, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's big. You know, and so, you gotta choose you though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like no one's gonna understand mm-hmm. what that's gonna look like. It's gonna be you, and it's gonna be lonely.
1: Oh, I have a question. Do you ever think? the the time where you'll explain it to your parents will come soon or maybe later.
0: Well, um, when I get married, it's gonna be in a church. Yeah. So they gonna be like, wait, what? Oh yeah, I forgot to tell y'all. Um, so that's definitely. What I will say is this: like with my mom, um, she so she knows that I go to church every Sunday. Yes um and she knows and like my siblings they follow me online (laughs) they're on my instagram page my (laughs) aunts and uncles are on my page so So they see yeah they know they're like oh she loves the lord
1: it just it just haven't you haven't had that distinct conversation like
0: yeah it's not like a sit-down conversation with you know what that looks like but also like i i I also don't feel like that's that's needed it's not even that it's needed but i also like i think like god already has it's he already knows what he's doing yeah I, i i think my family is gonna naturally see how much peace and happiness I have in my life, mm-hmm. and respect uh, that. And and they'll respect that because at the end of the day, what are you gonna say, right? Mm-hmm. You you want people to be happy, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that you asked me that question because the other day my mom went to a family gathering and my aunt went to my mom and said, "Oh, like what's going on? Like she keeps she keeps posting post, posting about Jesus." Uh-huh. And my mom tells me this, and I looked at my mom I'm like, "What'd you say, mom?" And my mom said, "She found God in Jesus." And she's chosen to do, walk this path. Wow! Who are we to stop her from figuring out what it is that she needs? Wow. I'm and sure
1: for you, that, that, that's all you needed bro, to hear. <laughs> that's all you when needed.
0: Because I, I pray for my family, you know. Mm-hmm. I do. I pray for family. And for those of you that are in my situation. That's how
1: you know she has your back at, 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 at uh, the core.
0: Absolutely. The core. And that's, you know, my mother's love. Right. Mm -hmm. But for those of you that are that are in my situation that are feeling like, you know, you've converted and like lots been going on and you're like, yo, this is lonely and I don't know what to do. You have to have, again, have the faith, but you need to pray like you have to pray. I pray. I don't even know how many times I pray in a day, but you have to pray and you Mm -hmm. can't just pray for yourself and for what you want. You got to pray for your loved one. You got to pray for individuals around you. You know, you got to pray that God finds them and you got to pray that God changes their heart posture Mm -hmm. and to be able to receive it. It's not up to us. Their journey is not going to be like ours. My sister could, you know, come to church and then be super turned off by church. Yeah. And not feel anything. And that's but, okay. That's And experience. that's okay, but that's going to be her experience. Exactly. But you just have to focus on what it is, how you're building your relationship. And for me, it's, it's so wild because if I had continued to focus on like, okay, guys, come to church with me and come now and like, don't say that. And, and yeah. if I had leaned into that. Um, I don't know. I don't think my mom would have found like her response was beautiful. Actually, yeah, that I ama- my mom that's like, amazing.
1: That's like, amazing. That's I like, think that's okay, all mom. you need. To yeah. Be
0: so now I don't feel and like you know and like I'm just gonna go with that. I'm just gonna go with that. And you know I've had a conversation with my sister about like hey like you should come check out my church. But I'll I'll kind of like drop a little one to Yeah.
1: And when she's ready, she'll come. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: When she's ready, they'll come. But I'll pray. I'll continue to pray. Mm, I love that.
1: So. Can you let people know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, mm-hmm. any events that you have coming yeah. up?
0: Yeah, you can find me online. I'm on Instagram, so showcase, S-H-O-W-K dot A-C-E. That's my main thing that I do. Um, you could also- um, if, My online practice, yeah, if you're looking for a therapist, I am taking new clients right now. So if you go on my Instagram page, you can find that link. But um, just send me an email- Uh, we can set up a consultation, we can figure out if I'm a good fit for you, and we can kind of go from there. I do have a series that I started called Let's Talk Therapy. I had my first ever event in July. It was beautiful. Uh, Lots of, you know, my my vision is to continue curating um, these conversations and these spaces around uh, mental health and faith-based approaches. And so I have an event coming up in November so if you follow my um, Instagram and follow my stuff, you'll kind of get more details of that. But um, yeah, I think that's really it. I'm like, I know I should be doing, I, I know I should be doing more. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I was just talking to Corey about YouTube and stuff. So hopefully, you know, I kind of get direction um, and I'll pray on it uh, in terms of what kind of material. But if you all have any suggestions yeah. of what you want me to post on YouTube, um, then yeah maybe I'll get a little bit more inspiration to get back on YouTube and do that but um, but I, but yeah but also those of you who are um, people who have resources I'm looking for sponsors and investors who can host you know what I mean who can really give back give back and I am willing to do the work and really just kind of be and come out and whether it's 'Cause you can speaking. definitely
1: bring the people together. So Yeah. Like <laughs> just
0: speaking engagements, delivering workshops, whatever it may look like. I just want to do the work and I just wanna make sure that I'm able to just honestly continue. Continue what God has assigned me to do.
1: Thank you. I appreciate Thank your you time. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so honestly, much, Corey. I no appreciate you.
0: Jeez. Wanna give you your flowers? I do feel like um you you have an anointing on your life and i do feel like god is steering you in the right way i saw one of your videos of what you used to do and where you are now uh-huh. and just kind of like finding more like meaning and purpose in it and i'm sure god's going to take you um to meet the right people to put you in the right spaces and so uh, you know i want to extend um that blessing to you and um yeah you're just like a dope person so thank i you. appreciate you and i thank you for the time
1: thank you appreciate it